0: Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. I'm your host,
1: Rachel Root. And I'm her mom, Robin.
0: This week, we're bringing you an interview with local entrepreneur and kitchen manager of B'nai Asheran Congregation, Paul Fearman.
1: Paul is currently enrolled at Tri-C to become a chef and is hoping to get his horseradish business off the ground. We sat down with Paul for a chat and horseradish
0: tasting at B'nai Asheran Congregation in Pepper Pike. Paul Fearman, thank you so much for joining us this episode of Cleveland Shrews. It's
2: my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: So tell us about your training. You're a chef.
2: I am uh, training currently to be a chef. I will be graduating from Tri-C Culinary and Business School uh, next year. I am in the process of getting my baking certificate, my personal chef certificate.
1: And what do you plan to do? What's your future?
2: My future is to possibly work with kosher food and open some sort of a catering company here in Cleveland, working on doing my horseradish company as well, which is something else I've been getting into.
1: So tell us a little bit about that.
2: My horseradish company, which is called Maccabeats Horseradish, M-A-C-C-A-B-E-E-T-S, horseradish.com. You can go check out my site there. Uh, I have flavors, peach, mango, mango habanero, jalapeno, pineapple roasted garlic the usual white and sweet red beet horseradish as well and i'm in the process of looking into doing pickles and salsas and possibly some infused alcohols in the future too that go along really well with the bloody mary
0: what got you interested in horseradish as a as a business
2: uh this was something that goes back to family and my love for cooking my father and i would make horseradish uh the start of Passover every year. And I started throwing some different things into the mix, and we tasted it and said, wow, that's really good. And then again, we tasted some things, and it wasn't so great. But, <laughs> you know, that's the fun of, uh, of trying new things. But uh, we've gone and made many different flavors, and a few of them have stuck around, and hopefully you'll be able to sample them here in the future.
1: So what's your best one? Like if somebody said, I'll give you a million dollars, what's your best one?
2: I would have to say i'm gonna say two because i can't just go with one because it's they're all very good but uh the best that i like to use would be either the mango horseradish or the cranberry horseradish they're very good on poultry it's very good on eggs in the morning uh if you make yourself a spanish omelet or a scrambled egg
1: are they really hot
2: uh some of them are very spicy the habanero mango is quite spicy uh the ghost pepper one that i make is also very hot uh But there's also a sweet kick to some of the horseradishes as the mango or the cranberry.
0: How do you make horseradish?
2: Well, first you have to go out and find the horseradish in a field. No. You you go down to the produce uh, terminal, and I buy horseradish in 50, 60-pound bags. And it's quite a lot of work to get the root down to where you need to use it for production. Uh, You have to peel it. You have to wash it. uh, And, you know... Not all roots are perfect, so there's a lot of cutting and trimming to do. Then we use all fresh fruits, and we're trying to use all products that are gluten-free, nut-free, as well as environmentally friendly containers, all glass jars and products that can be recycled or reused in your home, along with the labels and the bottles. Uh, those are being produced uh, through a company that does eco-friendly printing.
0: You get to this point in your life where you're you're sort of making your own company. uh, You're you're working at the synagogue. You're going to school for cooking. This was this the first you know was this your dream job going up or is this a you've you've gone on a a winding path of of careers?
2: I've worked in many different areas uh, since I've gotten into the workforce. I've gone from culinary to security to even officiating weddings. And now I've decided with school that I have the help to promote myself and get myself to where I need to be on the business level to get this company started. So through school that gave me a lot of drive and help to get where I'm
1: at. Is there some kind of a mastership program that you move into after this or you're just on your own?
2: Right now, I'm looking at possibly getting involved in some teaching. That's the next uh, avenue that I would like to take. I'm interested in working with kids and adults with disabilities. I want to have a new form of therapy for them called culinary art therapy, where I would be using food as a platform of paints and crayons. They would be using food instead. And the cool thing that I find about this is that There's no rules, they can do what they want, they can create how they want to, and it gives them the opportunity to actually start working with food and learning how to cook things for themselves.
0: Like, what would that entail? What's a sample project you might have someone do?
2: Well, for instance, uh, I would probably take like a graham cracker pizza dough crust and give them marshmallows and chocolate sauce or even sprinkles and let them put whatever they want to on their pizzas and make sort of a snack pizza. Uh, Also, another thing would be making chocolate balls, where they can actually get immersed in rolling the chocolate and feeling the chocolate on their hands and putting sprinkles on the table and having them roll the chocolate in the sprinkles.
0: Have you been in talks with anybody about this idea? Uh,
2: I've done a few things here at the synagogue with the younger children here uh, in the school, and I've been talking to Menorah Park and some other places about some possible activities that I can get involved in and do some volunteering and to see how it goes.
0: It sounds like a really interesting idea that's gonna help a lot of people, or at least get them you know, doing a fun activity. How did this idea come to you?
2: In school, I took a art therapy class. And my professor in my art therapy class uh, really helped me out when there were some tough times going on in my life. And I was able to help other people during my tough time, which in turn helped me. So I would like to spread that help that's out there and have people be able to feel better, do things that they enjoy, and kind of forget the outside world in a bit.
1: When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN And 15 total magazines, including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six-week free trial at cjn.org slash six free. So, we hear that there may be some horseradish that we could taste?
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, let's get it out.
2: All righty, sounds good. (laughs) I brought many kinds for you today. I brought... uh, mango, a mango habanero. I brought a jalapeno, roasted garlic, the normal red horseradish with beets, sweet beet, and the normal white along with some other treats I have in there, too. Uh, some gefilte fish that I made as well.
1: Well, we probably won't be able to try all so of them. So I'll just say that I'm a coward and won't eat anything really hot, but I will try all the sweet things. So that's the thing. Do you have issues? Because I feel like Jews don't like spicy things. Well, we do. We just need lots of Tums. Mm, yeah. uh, <laughs>
2: well, I would recommend the mango, which is...
0: Is that kind of like a sweeter one?
2: It's very sweet, and it has some heat on the back end of it. And this is also very good for the chicken or poultry foods, as well as eggs in the morning for breakfast.
0: And so you just put the horseradish combined with some mango, or is this made differently?
2: I take the fresh mango, and I use a a little special secret there. And some love, and I add it all together. (laughs) And then we have some wonderful horseradish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But there is one that I make that's so hot. My father and I actually were trying to come up with a name for it, and we named it the illegal
0: horseradish. (laughs) So at
2: some point, you'll have to try that too. Okay.
0: I'm trying the mango horseradish. I tried it, it is spicy. Yeah?
2: For me. Yeah, it's got a nice kick to it. A little yeah. sweetness to Again, it, though, as well. Again, I'm a
0: coward, so. Ooh, yeah, I do like a little spice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
2: That'll clear your sinuses.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly.
2: And try this. This is a little pineapple horse, Sure.
0: So, tell us, while we're eating this, a little bit about your other passion, which is riding motorcycles.
2: Well, I am a I'm currently a member of the Schul Boys Motorcycle Club in Cleveland, Ohio, that is under the umbrella of the Jewish Motorcycle Alliance, which has motorcycle clubs from all over the United States and the world involved. And this summer here in Cleveland, uh, the Schul Boys are having the 2018 uh, Ride to Remember, where we're raising money for the Maltz Museum and some other places here in cleveland and the money goes to fund holocaust studies for all age groups
0: how'd you get into motorcycle riding
2: well when i was uh (laughs) 12 years old i was cutting lawns in cleveland heights here in uh, in cleveland And a gentleman had a moped, a 1977 Moto Beacon, sitting in his garage. So I told him I would mow your lawn all summer long if I could have it.
1: Wow. Wow. So he gave it
2: to me. I fixed it. I got it on the road, and that's where it started.
1: (laughs) Wow.
0: So you weren't afraid at all?
2: No, I've been an adventurous kid. Uh, I would ride my bike into trees and other fun things. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) What about now? Are you as dangerous?
2: or I wouldn't say I'm, I'm dangerous. I've maybe settled down a little bit, but I still like to get out and have some fun.
1: So who's part of this group?
2: Uh, this group has many different members of various age groups, anywhere from 80 years old down really? to, I'd say, probably the youngest members in their teens, late teens or 20s.
0: And does it include, like, dirt bikes or no?
2: This club that we're involved in, includes anyone that wants to come and join, no matter what they ride. If you ride a scooter or you ride a bike, a motorcycle, or if it's a Harley or if it's a Yamaha or if it's a Crotch Rocket, anyone's welcome as long as...
0: And no bicycles. No bicycles, yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: Um, We are having a blessing of the bikes coming up for the Motorcycle (laughs) Club where a rabbi from one of the synagogues comes out and they bless the bikes for a safe riding season, so everyone should have a safe ride and return home safely. And then we have a little party because another thing about Judaism is food. So we (laughs) sit down and we eat.
1: And we've come full circle. Absolutely. (laughs) Your gefilte fish is excellent, I have to tell you.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I had a lot of fun with this. I hope I brought a little spice to your life today with Uh, my horse riding.
0: Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin
1: Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com.
0: And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That schmooze spelled (laughs) C-A-S-C-H. That schmooze
1: spelled schmooze. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um,
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.